Hi, I'm Marcus, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can too by visiting patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners, to episode 80 of the Gen Ooh. X Grown Up podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And you know George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this installment, we try to wrap our brains around Christopher Nolan's latest mind-bending feature film, <laughs> share our initial experiences with a crowdfunded 3D printer, and dribble past and shoot our way through the first AAA title in our Alphabet Soup game series. First, though, it's time for some fourth listener email, and I've got a good one for you guys. So Uh this email this week contains Star Trek, Star Wars, and comic books. Holy cow. They hit all three of us, man. Yeah, the trifecta. (laughs) We're set. (laughs) So this is an email from Chad. Hey, Chad. Chad wrote a very, very long email, but the section that was actually for the the show uh, was about Lower Decks, uh, the new Star Trek series that came out. Cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And oddly, it's not exactly about Lower Decks, but here's what he had to say. So Chad writes in, it says, that new Star Trek cartoon reminds me of a graphic novel I read years ago called Tag and Bink Were Here by Kevin Rubio and Lucas Morangan. Is that, did I say that right, George? Do you know those authors? I, no? I don't know that guy, but that I looks I thought right. you knew everything, comic book. <laughs> right? Anyway, it sounded good. Kevin Rubio and Lu- Lucas Morangan. Uh, It says, not sure if any of you have read it. It came out in 2006. It's about these two guys that were around in the background of significant events in the Star Wars universe. Oh, okay. I'm going to look that up then. I did look it up, and I'll tell you what I found in a second. But Chad says, from what I remember, it's really funny. I went and found my copy so I can reread it for every fourth listener, Chad. And also, not a huge Star Wars fan, but thinking of you, George, and Mo, I went poking around. (laughs) It's kind of, it reminds me of, uh, what is like the Marvel, it was a Marvel did the what ifs kind of series, like things yeah, were yeah. silly mm-hmm. it's almost like he's tag and bink are these two characters that are star wars like forrest gumps like they just happen to be there at every oh. major pivotal thing oh, okay not to poke holes in your argument but the what if series for marvel were not presented as comedies the what if they series not- for marvel no oh, oh. definitely not oh, okay. no they were they yeah. were like what <laughs> if these two things like what if wolverine and this guy fought or what or if what if spider-man got bit by a radioactive roach or something oh, okay <laughs> it was like like things that comic book fans would ask questions and then we get turned into what if stories often. Oh, yeah. I see. I gotcha. Well, it shows you I've never read those. But <laughs> yeah, I, I guess kind of what I meant <laughs> by that was <laughs> thank you for clarifying. I don't think Tag and Bink are like canon Star Wars necessarily. They're kind of going back and, and retconning some things and trying it out. But it looked very cute. The covers look cool. Just the, the scenes that the covers set up make you go, oh, that would be funny. Or they're screwing around and they're pissing off Yoda because they lightsabered a statue in the Imperial Power Alice or something. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so Tag and Bink is the series that Chad wrote in about. It tells you not only is he a Star Wars fan, he's a comic fan, and like us, he's a Star Trek fan. So all of that combined made oh, for wow. a great email. So cool. thank you, Chad. We yeah, appreciate thanks, Chad. your writing in. We love it anytime the fourth listener writes in. If you'd like your email featured on the show, just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com and uh, we read every single one and most of them make the show. We have a lot to get into. So Mo and George, if you guys are ready. Let's do it. Sure. All right, let's hit it. 
the 1932 $10 gold piece. Today, this coin is worth up to $4,000. And remember this 35 silver dollar? This one is now worth $1,900. For the first time, you can buy Olympic gold and silver coins from the U.S. Treasury. These coins won't be made after this year. No one knows what they'll be worth tomorrow. But since they help pay for Olympic training, they're worth a fortune today. Support the home team. Buy an Olympic coin. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We always begin this first segment here with media, and I've got to say, this is maybe the first time in recent memory in the last six months or so since the apocalypse <laughs> pandemic thing that, that I actually had to choose between several things. There's yeah, like me so too. much new stuff coming out. It's great. Yeah. I had the same problem. I had, I was like, Oh, I, I'll talk about this and this and this. And then I was like, no, no, I'm not going to pull a George and do like five things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Double dip, triple dip. It's a thing now. That's We're it's named after with you, the George. jerk right away in this episode. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying that, you know, no, no, I'm just saying, I'm just calling you out. You know, I'm just saying, that, you know, you sometimes do the whole, you know, like I want to talk about this. But before I get to that, he's, he's not <laughs> lying. <laughs> Mo, why don't we start with you? You actually hijacked a show that I was looking forward to yeah. a couple of episodes ago. And yeah, so tell us a little bit about uh, this new HBO Max series that dropped. Oh, sure. Yeah, But before we get to that, just kidding. Wow. The- <laughs> <laughs> did, you had to see that coming. You know what? I'm know. going back to sleep. Y'all have a good podcast. <laughs> no, this is a show that intrigued me because one is Ridley Scott, who I'm a big, huge fan of. And, right. Yeah. And the trailer just looked bizarre. Are. I had no mm-hmm. idea what to expect. And it's called Raised by Wolves. And even the yes. title doesn't tell you anything about what the show's about, really. It relates, but you don't realize it relates until like way deeper. You know, it, it's I did not expect anything that came out in that show, pretty much. Like all I knew is that kids were being raised by androids on a desolate planet because the earth got destroyed. That's pretty much all I knew. And that's pretty much all they tell you in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. And you go into it and it's like so much more than that. Well, let's see where we are. So I've watched the first episode. What have what have you watched, Mo? I watched the first two. The first two. And George, have you checked this out at all yet? I have downloaded it. Downloaded. Okay. okay. So you're ready yeah. to watch you're it. Ready okay, to so watch. Ready to watch. So yeah. Mo, you set it up. You're right. It's androids raising babies on a weird planet. Right. Because some of some catastrophe on Earth, right? Yeah. So what's the more? I mean, it's like, well, first the androids themselves, right? I don't know what I was expecting, but they are like basically the perfect parents kind of thing, right? They're, you know, even they're well, called sort of. mother and father, right? <laughs> yeah. And then the more is just like the plot gets into how the kids were even born there. You know, that was weird. And then, you know, there's some fighting scenes and then the plot just does this whole twist thing where there's, oh God, I'm trying to, I'm having a hard time describing it quite honest without giving you things away. Well, in the first episode, some visitors show up on this planet where they've been for like five years raising these children. Yeah, actually it's been long, I think it was longer than that even. Was it? Okay. And the visitors are unwelcome and right. my, do they express how unwelcome they, they are they in are. no uncertain oh, terms. Yeah. Which which <laughs> then takes you on this whole tangent, like where the hell did that come from? Because you look at the, the two androids and they seem very super nice, super peaceable. Yeah. Until their kids are threatened. Until the yeah. kids are threatened. And then they're not. But but even that, like it was a shock. But then I was like, where the hell did that come from? And then the next episode, they go into that story a little bit, which explains it. So I was like, okay, as convoluted as the story kind of gets, 
you know, really Scott is just really a, a great at like taking these multiple storylines and bringing them together. And I think as you watch the next episode, John, you'll see that it all just comes together. And the first couple episodes are directed by Ridley Scott and mm-hmm. they really, it really, really shows. But the thing that struck me so much was the writing. Oh, just, I, I mean, know. And I don't mean just how it's written in the story, but the dialogue. There's this one snippet that I pulled that I want to read here. I was hoping maybe George had watched it because you'll love this style of writing, this overlay narrative. Okay. And I love this line this kid says that says, this world isn't like mother and father. It doesn't care if we're happy. And it doesn't get sad when we die. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was a good line. It was a great line. I'm like, oh, that's, I kind of got like tingles. Like, yeah, this, this world has a mind of its own and it doesn't mm-hmm. care about us. And it's, it, it's that kind of like sweeping epic kind of thing. And a very, very small story where in, I think in the first 45 minutes, you only see maybe six actors in the whole yeah, thing. Total, Cause it's total. just. Isolated. And mostly yeah, it's it the, two, the two androids, mostly. Yeah. And the, the personality, like these androids have like very interesting personalities even, you know, like one's constantly trying to tell jokes. Right. Like that's yeah. his thing. And he's trying to he's come up with jokes. new jokes. Of course. He's a dad. And they're all dad jokes too. Yeah. They're, of course. They're yeah. But then every now and then they do something. You're like, oh yeah, they're seriously androids because they sit there and like they'll lift this huge thing like no problem or it's just so well written. And you, and you actually feel for the characters too. Like you actually get attached to them. So that's also a sign of really good writing, I think. Yeah. And, and any kind of good science fiction I enjoy. And this really, really is. Oh, I yeah. think they released what, just three. two or three episodes at the outset and the rest are going to come just episodically, right? Yeah, exactly. And I let me tell you, so. it's definitely yeah. worth the watch. And it's also one of those shows that you don't want to be messing with your phone or anything else when you're watching you it. Know, you got to pay attention. I, I made that mistake and had to rewind. But you're going to want to pay attention. So mm-hmm. pay attention. And I, if you like any kind of science fiction, you'll love this show. Yeah. I think you're going to dig this one, George, yeah. too. You ought to check it out. Now, speaking of convoluted plots, John, <laughs> what do you got? Oh, so I have to say, this is the first film I've seen back in movie yes. theaters we saw since the everything shut down. Yep. I couldn't. I'm a huge fan of Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. all the way back to Memento before he oh, was a household shoot. name with all of his Batman stuff. So Tenet was a film that I was really looking forward to. I mean, just for the fact that it's Christopher Nolan, the fact that, you know, his pedigree and mm-hmm. he doesn't do garbage. And plus, in the second trailer, you learn there was some time travel or something going on in it. Uh, and he always deals with stuff like that really in an interesting way. So, yeah, again, of us got together for the early screening of Tenet. Pretty much in all, the theater to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, like nobody in it and they're spaced out in blank rows. The, the theater experience is a whole other thing I, I won't talk about here, but it's it's weird in this current yeah. environment. But wow, Tenet. Holy cow. So they didn't tell you much in the trailers. Mm-mm. And they how, how could they have? Because you would have just been confused. <laughs> I'm still confused. Let me say that Tenet makes Inception look like Toy Story. <laughs> it's just that much more involved. <laughs> Involved and intricate and layered and convoluted. And I think I turned to a couple people in the theater mm-hmm. uh, and said after it, I said, now that I've seen this movie, I finally feel prepared to see this movie. <laughs> it's not until you've seen all of it that you fully understand actually what's going on in the movie. And I, that's a, I think it's, I had a great time, but I mm-hmm. was confused a lot of the time. Oh yeah. And I, I think of like the writer in George who's going to, would, would say that like, look, if you don't understand people's motivations and you don't understand plot points, and you don't understand who's the good guy and who's the bad guy guy, then the movie has kind of failed. They, you know, the writer didn't communicate the information to you. And that's generally true when you say, George? I mean, for me, my brain still hurts. And I saw this on Tuesday and we're recording yeah. this on Saturday. So yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, man. I definitely had some 
some anxiety after I had finished watching the film, much like you did, John. Mm-hmm. I felt like after watching it, okay, now I can go watch it and be prepared for just how exactly out there yeah. this concept was. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's a brilliant concept. It's something that's they've tried to do in other stories and other movies in the past. But the way that they were able to film this mm-hmm. was, oh yeah, I'm not going to say groundbreaking because it's something that could have been done a long time ago, but I don't think anybody ever put these pieces together quite the way that this movie has. Mm. And mm-hmm. I'm being obsequious, I know, with my description, but that's the way this movie is. It's one of those things <laughs> where we can describe it all day long. It's time travel <laughs> right. and there's reverses and, you know, it looks like somebody's on a reel to reel thing that's going backwards and whatnot. You can give all kinds of descriptions. It's not going to matter until you go see it. And I do suggest that you go see it. It's one of the more interesting ways to be reintroduced to the theater after the pandemic thing has kind of let us come back to it now. Yeah. I'd much rather watch this yeah. than some, you know, about a dog going home on a 50 mile journey <laughs> uh, bullshit. Not another one with his right. cat friend, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen a film quite like this. I mean, I, mean, I don't think groundbreaking is, I don't think it's a step too far. I don't, I don't think it's going to reinvent the world, but I think it's certainly something that not many directors could pull this off and not have just an absolute mess. I mean, a lot of the things I saw them coming from a mile away, but then other, even though I saw them coming from a mile away, the way they they deliver still made my brain hurt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there like, wait, that's not how that, okay, maybe, no, wait, (laughs) damn it. Maybe it will be how it works. I can't quite grasp what it really is. That was the most frustratingly beautiful part of the film that they're doing something that your brain tells you is messed up, but also tells you is exactly what it should be at the same time. Yeah. And by the time you got to the end of the film, I had bought popcorn. I bought little gummy <laughs> bears, goobers. I had a hot dog. Man. I had an icy. I had all this kind of stuff. You really made up for all the lost movie experience. Huh? <laughs> hey, it's been a while. I'm just saying. And at the end of the film, I got done. I had had all that food and everything. And I was like physically still hungry. And I think it (laughs) was because my brain was just working so hard trying to figure out what was going on. You're right, John. Inception is Toy Story compared to this film. I felt mentally exhausted Mm -hmm. coming out of it, but not in a bad way. I felt mentally exhausted and gratified for the fact that like, thank you for challenging me with a great film. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if in in hindsight, once I've seen this two or three or five times when I fully understand (laughs) it again, is it going to hold up? and be as exciting to me as it was that first time. I'm not sure. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll get worse. But the, the primary experience of seeing it for the first time in the theater was a remarkable experience that I don't remember having quite like that before. Yeah, I got to say, this is one of the few movies in a while that I'm like looking forward to seeing again. Right yeah. away, as soon as possible. Yeah, I want to see this again because one is like like everything you guys said. I mean, he took a plot that would confuse freaking Einstein and Hawking and made it like at the end, I was like, okay, I'm like, I think I understood everything that went on this movie. Right. I think I kind of get it. I think I get it. I think I'm okay with it. Just the idea is like, what did I say to you, John? I said at the end of the movie, I said, I need a, a primer map of this movie to show right. all the time yeah, travel. That time like, travel movie I, primer, I like a, people a, have done a diagrams. diagram here of everything that's going on. <laughs> I could use someone at a whiteboard going, all right, let's break it down. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. could really utilize that. <laughs> here's, here's this, and then they go here, and then so at this point, there's this. But just, again, and he took time travel, though. Again, he took like a standard trope, like time travel, and he made it something brand new, right? Mm, because yeah, this yep. isn't normal time travel. This is actually, like, this has people or things going backward, like traveling 
actually traveling backwards in time. Yeah. Well, in it, real time. But traveling backwards in time in a different way than what you're used to, right? Yeah. Everybody travels backwards or forwards in time in a time travel story. Right. But in this case, you actually see the loop reverse itself. Right. Exactly. And that's exactly. what's unique. Yeah. Right. Which is not like you just hop into a machine and you're, you're 50 years in the past. Right. You know, it's not <laughs> nope. like some kid kicking the side of a cardboard box going, woo, woo, like the Doritos commercial. <laughs> no, <laughs> negative. Not negative, bad at negative. all. I think he knocked this one out of the park again, like his other movies. And I'm really looking forward to this. I haven't been this confused in a good way in a movie since Memento. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> now I will yep. say that there is one downside in the movie. I think they chose the wrong lead actor. I love really? the guy who him. they chose as lead actor. Uh-huh. I don't think he had the right presence for that role. That's just hmm. my opinion. Hmm. So have you thought about a recasting, George? Who, who might have fit better? <sighs> It was too hard to figure out who would fit better because the whole film is just very difficult to okay. grasp and hold on to. I just that was the only negative that I felt was that he was too understated for what a character would be feeling. I think even though he's got the background of having been in all these badass, you know, black ops missions types, you get that right away from the first couple of scenes, but his character didn't have until the very end, even didn't have enough emotion to make me care about him, just the way he portrayed it. Now, at the very end, he had some. There was a couple of nice little twists and a couple of sad moments. Then you started to feel like, oh, okay, he really, yeah, he likes that guy, you know, from said he likes Cedric Diggory. That's nice. Okay, but yeah, Cedric. I think they could have. <laughs> I think they could have gone a better route with the casting. That's the only hmm. negative I have. About okay, him. okay, yeah, he didn't. He didn't bother me. I'll say the character bothered me that he. Uh, he just took to this crazy new concept of yeah, traveling totally. backwards in time just fine. He's like, yeah. oh, that's cool. I get it. He's like, huh? Without asking any questions. That was strange. But <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. But hey, Tenet, fantastic. Yeah. I, it, it may be a totally different review once I've seen it two more times. I don't know, but... I think it'd be better. Think so? Yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. I have high hopes. I hope it stays on my list of, of great experience films, you know, in, in perpetuity. Man, good stuff. Whew, All right, I, 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 I want to move from Tenet. We could probably talk about Tenet for another <laughs> couple of hours and still not understand what we're talking about. But, <laughs> but I want to move on to you, George. You were looking forward to a new series that was dropping that I wasn't really amped about. I, I've started, though, seeing some reviews pop up that it sounds like you might have found a winner. Tell us a little bit about Away. Yeah, it's a Netflix series uh, just dropped like a week before this episode airs. It, they dropped all 10 episodes, so it's not the doing the weekly thing. Although, John, we've talked a little bit about it. I'm kind of a fan now of series taking a week in between each episode again because I know it gives me a chance to have something to look forward to rather than binging it all at once and go, damn mm-hmm. it, what am I going to find now? Because yeah, it's gone, right? Yeah. yeah anticipation yeah. factor. I'm going back to stuff from 2006 and you know whatnot. <laughs> but this is a series that it's a dramatic series all about a mission to Mars. So Hillary Swain plays the lead character and she is leaving her husband and her daughter behind she is on a mission they stop off at the moon to you know refuel the rocket and whatnot and get it all prepared to go to mars and it's going to be a three-year journey so she's going to go to mars and then come back is the theory i have watched precisely 22 minutes of the first 
60 minute episode so far because I completely forgot about watching it <laughs> until <laughs> okay. the tenant had just blown my mind this week. Right. But I did watch the first 20 minutes of it. There's a disaster that happens early on and they give you little brief glimpses of so you don't really know what the disaster is. You just know it's affecting her. Her husband is also one of the leaders at Mission Control. He's one of the engineers who designed the rocket and mm. he would have gone on the mission save from some kind of medical issue mm. that he has that doesn't right. allow him to go on the mission. What I've seen so far, they play it very standard drama style, but it is engaging. I had a hard time pressing pause on the episode to come record this episode because I was literally watching it right up until we started this episode. Oh, that's a good sign. Hard to stop. It looks like <laughs> it's going to be pretty fun. 60 minute episodes. I think they're going to feel all of 60 minutes from what I'm seeing so far. You're not, it's not like a potato chip type of episode where you can watch 20 of them at one go. I think you're going to need some time to really get through this 10 episode series. An interesting cast that not everybody is super well known except for Hillary Swank. Everybody else is kind of on the B list or C list mm -hmm. uh, mostly so far from what I've seen. I don't think there's going to be any kind of an alien interference thing. I think it's going to be strictly human origin based in all the like drama. All, all science based and or Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. So George, would you say that it's more like the fact that she's going to Mars is sort of incidental to the story. I don't know. This story could be set back in the day and she's in colonial America and she's leaving her family to go to someplace else, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, does it dive into the science? I think that's fairly true of most of these films. It so far it does not dive into the science like say Peter Weir's The Martian mm -hmm. doesn't, right. yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. do that yeah. at all. So far, at least, you know, I'm only 20 minutes in, but <laughs> they do seem to present it in a more realistic light than some other things have done recently. So I do appreciate that part of the story. They're not trying to make it this, oh, let's have these super crazy ray guns and uh, let's they can fly to Mars inside of an hour and fly back. No, it's nothing no, like that. Yeah, it's not that. it's okay. they try to base it in more scientific reality, even though it's a science fiction story. I think it's mostly going to focus on the emotional issues that crop up of her having whatever this disaster is, leaving her family behind, mm -hmm. her daughter being scared, you know, because a reporter asks during a press conference, there's a 50-50 chance you might not come back. And the daughter's like right next to the reporter who's asking that. Like, I definitely recommend it from what I've seen so far. And I think that it's well worth taking an hour a week. I wouldn't binge it. I would do right. an hour each yeah. week and watch this maybe even with some of your family, because I think there's going to be a strong family element to this show. So if oh, you have okay. a wife, some children, anything like that around you, I would watch it with them. I think. Okay. Nice. Wow. Was the last time we had three winners in the media segment? That's been, I can't remember the last time, but yeah, it sounds like three great, a good film and two great series to watch. And all of this coming out of what was a drought from the pandemic. So mm. yeah, I won't say it's a great time to be alive, but what a great, <laughs> what a great moment to be alive during this case. <laughs> yeah. Last night they had a little party with a rock band, and your red eyes show it. Looks like a Visine morning. Stayed up to watch the late, the late, late, and the much too late show. Looks like a Visine morning. Because Visine with tetrahydrosoline relieves, refreshes, and soothes irritated morning eyes and gets the red out. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, 
personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. As you go into this tech and toy section, I am super excited because I have something really, really cool to talk about. But all right, that's before good. we get into that, though, I'm going to let John, I know you got something pretty cool, too. So I'm going to let you go first. I do. Right. And this is all thanks to George. Yeah. George, you, George. I don't know when this was months ago when you uh, you said, hey, I found this new 3D printer on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. You did all the research for us already. Mm-hmm. You yeah. convinced us to yeah, back it. Awesome. We convinced Thank multiple so much, listeners to back this printer. Yeah. And mine finally showed up about yeah, a week, week and a half ago or so. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even expecting it. Like I didn't even see a tracking number and I got to knock at the door. What is this giant box? And my printer had arrived. Yeah. And cool. This is the first time I've ever owned a 3D printer. So I'm completely new to this. And uh, in talking with, on our Discord channel, we have several of us. Dubaka is a huge 3D printing expert. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it forever. He's been a great help. And what I've learned is I'm very, very spoiled. I will never know the days of printing uphill <laughs> in the snow both ways because this printer has you know, the auto leveling bed that you sold us on, George, and the, the how it handles you know filament and all the adjustments that you can make and uh, just the build quality of it. And I've been having a blast, A, figuring out what the hell you can do with a 3D printer, which at this point is a thing to make toys that I found online. Which <laughs> I haven't made anything practical yet, which I know is the promise of 3D printing. Uh, and B, it's really gratifying. It's this weird Gen X experience 3D printing because it's not instant gratification. You design mm-hmm. something or download something that you want. You get everything ready. You tell it to start and then it might take 10 hours to create. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I remember. It's like ordering four to six weeks for delivery in the mail, right? You have to, <laughs> you, you say you want it. You start that printer printing and and, you know, gradually, gradually. And I go back to the back room where I have it running and I'll check on it every, you know, couple of hours and see if it's almost done or almost done. Uh, but it's, since getting it, I man, it, it's become a full-time hobby of, oh, what filament colors should I get? Oh, what cool things can I build? And I think I'm still in the honeymoon phase of this printer, but it's the first experience I have in 3D printing, but I think I'm spoiled because it's a really cool piece of technology. And I don't know where you go from here. I don't know how they get better, I guess, multicolor <laughs> or something like that. But it has been so much fun. And I have you to thank, George. I really, really appreciate you turned me on to this. Uh, I couldn't be more grateful. I Not that I needed more hobbies and ways to spend money. I had that covered already, but there's another great one. So, <laughs> Mo, how about you? What have you been checking out? What is your awesome tech toy? Well, you know, it's an amazing coincidence, but my amazing yes? tech toy is the Creality SE6 3D printer, the same oh, one you got. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> and actually, mine came in the exact same day you got yours. As a matter of okay. fact, I, I mentioned, I said, hey, I got mine. You're like, oh, yeah, I got, you know, you were kind of upset. She's like, I have to work and I have yeah, this box right. sitting here. I want to open it. Um, now, I've had a 3D printer before. I still have it. Actually, I have my Ender You've 3. talked about it on the show several oh, times, yeah. right? You, yeah, My you- Ender is a great little printer. The problem is that the things that bother me about my old printer, this one fixes. Like what, for example? Auto leveling bed. Okay. Leveling your bed is, and, and anyone who 3D prints will tell you that. That is like the biggest pain in the rear end. So wait, wait, so what, what was it like in the old days before a leveling bed, Mo? Tell oh us about <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I bought my Ender, they actually had printers that had auto leveling, but they were super expensive compared to mm-hmm. these, you know? Um, okay. But basically, you had to sit there and take the head of the print head, and basically you had these adjustment knobs underneath the bed that could kind of warp your bed a little bit to make it to- completely flat. Oh, like manual, like thumb screwing things? Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And measuring it in the corners. Uh, and you got to do yeah. each corner, then you got to do the middle, then after you do that, then you got to check them all again because you might have uh. to 
one another one off because you you know the Pass. first one and then once it's yep. right then it's fine and then once you set it you generally don't have to keep setting it if you want to check it periodically or when you suddenly notice that you know your film it's not actually printing anything <laughs> you know it's yep. like oh you know i guess i should auto level again or level it again the other thing i had uh that was a problem with my old one was having stick to the bed properly ah adhesion i've learned so many new terms yes yes it was bed adhesion, adhesion. Right. it was like yeah, oh right. i use painter's tape and i use hairspray so hairspray I, I see people that's yeah. oh my can't I mean, believe seriously. that's a thing yeah and the reason for that is like the old bed you had to do these different things because it was really smooth bed you had this all these different ways you had to kind of depending on the filament type and da, 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 da. this one i've had no issues with that Mm-mm. everything no. is just sticks right to it and they come off you know not super easy but easy enough you know it's not like it's an ordeal to get things off of well, it once it cools they literally fall off yeah, yeah they just come wait, right off. wait for the bed to cool yeah, yeah usually i'm just too impatient to wait for it to cool so where where would you put this the creality se6 the one that george turned us on to where would you put it in comparison to like the ones you've had before for the money this one's just so much better uh the ender it took me about a day before i started printing anything oh well <laughs> i was printing 15 minutes after i had it because the ender was together. more of a yeah. kit 3d project it really came in like it was totally disassembled like completely disassembled so i had to put everything together which is fun too because you learn a lot this one is much more a consumer ready device yeah i think so um although one thing i always liked about 3d printing though is still that it's still like that community that we had in the early days of computers where everyone's trying new things. Everyone's trying to find new uses mm-hmm. for yeah. it. And, yep. and they're all sharing the information and they're all, and I think we're right in that edge where it's about to become like a super consumer product and we're going to lose that again. <laughs> but right. at least for yeah. now we have it. And you know what, George, I have to really thank you for turning me on to this printer because I wasn't even thinking about buying a new one. So you brought this one up and I was like, you know, I wasn't sure. And I was like, I got it and I got it in a fairly timely manner. So I'm pretty happy about that too. So with having said that, what's your tech toy, George? <laughs> Fuck the Creality SE6 3D printer. I haven't been why, saying why? shit this entire time while you little bastards are just running on about how you got your printer. Didn't even know it was going to get there and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I put it together in 15 oh, minutes. I feel so bad away. for you. Yeah, I'm so kiss sorry. Kiss my ass, all both of you. And everybody else who's already got their Creality SE6 3D printer, kiss my ass too. We should probably clarify that. Damn it. George was the first one to like back this thing. The first to back it he turned all of us onto it and he has not gotten his printer yet <laughs> and he has not yeah. gotten it yet <laughs> and it's not because they hate you they understand we've all found this out in hindsight that they offered add-ons oh no no yeah let me explain this oh, I, please I'm do. the one who's suffering the pain I'm gonna go ahead and get my explanation out there you don't need to do this for me I can yes, handle sir. it yes sir thank you Cole what are you doing now? let me go check and see my prints done yeah kiss my ass with your print so yes they started a Kickstarter. I found this printer through 3D Printing Nerd, who I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He, he has some right. great videos. He's, he's just got a really engaging personality. I love all the videos that he puts out pretty much. And super informative, too. They're very informative. And then we all talked about it. And then you guys went and backed it. And yeah. several of our other patrons and podcast listeners also backed it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was one of the first ones, as you said. I yeah. was definitely, I think, the first one of our group to Oh, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. We yeah. hadn't heard about it until you yeah. backed it and told us. Yeah. And yes, Mo, they did allow us for some add-ons, things like a, <laughs> a new kind of build plate, the flexible mm-hmm. kind, and mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. extra print heads, you know, the little nozzles, print nozzle things, and you know, just different things like that. Well, 
I, being enamored with everything that I saw in this 3D printing, I watched all the early beta test videos that people had put out on YouTube. And I'm like, okay, I've been wanting a 3D printer for years. This looks like one that I can get into easily. I talked my mm-hmm. wife into it. She was like, yeah, that's great because I would like to print some doorknobs for these, you know, drawers over here. And I'd like to print this thing for that. And my son was like, oh, yeah. And I want to print Warcraft characters and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I'm like, good yeah, for all that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's excellent. This sounds like yeah. it's going to be perfect. It is. So, yeah. Fuck off. Um, it will be in the future. It will be. It will be. <laughs> so I backed it, put my add-ons in there, paid the whole thing, was ready to go. Yeah. And then when it came time to ship, when the campaign had closed, Creality said, hey, by the way, you know how we said that first money in gets the first printers out thing? Yeah, we, we've decided against that. We talked to our shipper and he said it was a lot cheaper for us if we went with all the printers that didn't have add-ons and shipped them first to yeah. all the different countries who had printers without yeah. add-ons. And then we're going to go back to the 3D printers with add-ons and we're going to start with the country who had the largest amount of orders because shipping more of them reduce our cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I finally this week got on the ship list that they've been putting out. Yeah. Yeah. They've been putting out these things once in a while. I still like you, John, I don't have a tracking number. So as far as I know, it's just going to show up when a doorbell rings. Yep. Probably so. (laughs) Which pisses me off because a, they did it to save themselves money and refunded not a yeah. goddamn thing that I put in. That's that's a good point. That B, is, I, I, I they totally broke did. their promise, and I would call it a contract, although I know I'll never get that enforced in any court of law anywhere because it's Kickstarter, but they broke their promise to me of you put your money in first and we're going to ship your item first. And then number three, the, the worst part of it is everybody else that I got money for them, like I was their salesman <laughs> in the Northeast region of Tallahassee. All, all of, of your Florida. recruits, right? <laughs> I, I sent all this money to them. All those people got their stuff first. I still haven't gotten mine yet. It pisses me off. So yeah. I think the printer is going to be great from y'all's descriptions and from looking at what people are doing with it online. The company can kiss my ass from now on. I will never buy. And they've got some really cool three printing stuff come out. John, you and I were talking about. Yeah. They yeah. have got an endless Z printer coming out, which is one of these belt oh, fed yeah. printers. Yep. That's really neat. They got one of those coming out and it looks awesome and it's going to be a great price. And I will not fucking buy it for nothing. I don't mm, care if mm. one of you two go in or both of you go in together and buy it for me and ship it here. That <laughs> motherfucker will stay in its box <laughs> from now until the end of goddamn time because I'm oh, so pissed off at this goodness. company. Oh, I'll tell you that. So, even though you're poking fun at you, George, I think you have extremely valid reasons to be angry. I, I would whew. be livid too if I was you because Kickstarter, especially Kickstarter, it's so important you keep your word mm-hmm. on these yeah. things. That's all you have. There, you're basically you're making that, a promise it. for money. You've got yeah. to deliver on that promise. And yes, you did the product, and yes, the product is good. But there are intangibles around that mm-hmm. product that they missed for George in, in yeah. a big way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, way. absolutely. Yeah, I benefited from my own ignorance because I saw all the add-ons and I went, I don't know what any of this stuff is, or if I even need it, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so yeah. otherwise, you know, I'm a sucker for buying stuff. It looks like it on discount. I just didn't know what it was, so I didn't do any. Yeah, I just figured that you know, hey, if I needed these add-ons, I always get them later. And you can, and that's the thing. I was trying to support them with what they were trying to do. I was trying yeah. to be a helpful yeah. consumer of their product. I was trying to be a champion of their product, and they just screwed me. That's what it boils 
boils down to really. I mean, there was no reason that they couldn't have lined up the production of their add-ons with the production of their printers and shipped it all out at the same time. They're not big items. They could just be slipped inside the damn box. Or even just sent you the printer first, right? Or just send me the printer first. Yeah, that would have been fine yeah, too. Add-ons forthcoming. Yeah, that would have been coming, nice. But sure. you I'd get have been your fine printer early. That. I'd have been yeah. absolutely happy with that. But the fact that everybody else has their printers around me and I don't just it just makes my blood boil not because I don't want you guys to have your printers but damn it I found the thing no we get it you you should have been first absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. I get it I I mean I wish we didn't get so much fun making fun of you with this but (laughs) (laughs) and I feel a little guilty about that but not enough to stop but still I feel a little guilty about that (laughs) well if there's any silver lining it's I'm gonna say that barring the historic George bad luck that he often has, unless you mm-hmm. get a dud, you are going to end up oh, with a thanks. great yeah. product. Now you just made that are, possible. No, I'm not jinxing Appreciate you. I'm, I'm anti-jinxing you. No, you're going to have a perfect <laughs> one. You're going to end up with a great product at least to play with. You can tape over the name so you can be mad at them. Whew. Yeah. Whew. I think once once you print your first thing for your wife, then you, she'll be happy. You'll be happy. Yeah. For her, it's no big deal. She's not expecting right. it. She's yeah, like, she'll oh, be, when it gets she'll here, she'll be happy. Then make but she'll be happy, happy when she gets yeah. it. I'm the one who's like, they oh, have yeah. no idea yeah. of my level of frustration yet. I haven't talked to them about it. They're just like, hey, is that 3D printer coming? I'm like, yeah, it's coming soon. (laughs) Yeah, one of these days. The shipment is made. You're going to get it. The damage is done. So, yeah, I, I feel really bad you had a great experience, especially because you were the one that turned us on to this. Yeah. But I, I know you're going to enjoy the product when it arrives. Yep. When the night seems endless and you feel alone, like the only person in the world who can't fall asleep, it's time for Unison. Time to fall asleep faster. Unison, America's number one sleep aid. In medical tests, Unison helped people feel drowsy so they fell asleep faster. An average of 23 minutes faster than without Unisom. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, time for the Generation X game segment. Yes, it is indeed. And it doesn't involve a Creality printer, so we're all happy now. <laughs> George has done a little yoga. He's taking some deep breaths. We're ready to move forward. I have. I have we had, you guys don't understand because of the way John cuts the show, but there's like a six-hour gap between that last segment and this one because I had to go take a cold shower and relax a little bit. Right. He had to smoke a little peyote, visit yeah, his spirit right. animal, all the things you do to recenter. Oh. Yeah. But we're all playing games because there's not a lot of... I mean, although this week, a lot of new stuff started coming out, but prior to that, there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of new media and stuff. So we've been playing more games. Mo, I'm really interested in seeing what you've been playing lately. Well, yeah, uh, our last show, I talked about those 
full motion video games I was I got in the bundle. Right. Yes. And I know yeah. George actually, I know you played a couple of them, but I really mm-hmm. want to talk about one that you haven't played that okay. came with that group. It's called the Shape Shifting Detective. Yeah, I was interested in that title. Yeah. Yeah, the name was yeah, maybe curious. It's very cool because it's a little different that you're playing this all from a first person perspective, right? So okay. you're not actually which most of these full motion videos, you're just kind of watching the scene unfold. Yeah, you're like a character in it, right? You're, right. Well, you see that yourself. harkens yeah. back, John, to our Star Trek full motion video games, Borg and Klingon. Those were all first person. They were, you were okay. an officer okay. and you yep. saw first person. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the, the basic premise is there's a murderer in this British small country village kind of thing, you know, pretty typical. Um, the thing is that you go there and you have the ability to look like anybody else. Oh, like okay. Thus the shapeshifter. Oh, so, so you can get information out of people because- exactly. Oh, and that's how the game works. So the world is kind of small, which makes sense. I mean, it's basically like an inn in a couple locations. But the thing is that you go there and so you could talk to everybody as a detective and then you go to your room and you could change into one of these other people, go back and start questioning them differently and getting different information because they think you're somebody else. Oh, that's a cool take. And every time you meet somebody, you could take on their shape, essentially. So as they introduce new characters, you're like, oh, now I could be this person and go talk to everybody. And also time progresses on this too. Kind of like it progresses and jumps. So you finish a bunch of stuff, then it says, okay, do you want to continue? And then it'll jump like four hours. So situations could have changed, that kind of thing. All right. In the uh-huh. meantime, it's a little different than these other games because, you know, the other ones were a lot more, uh, I want to say linear, but more like tree branch, right? You go here, you have choice of left or right, right? Or left, right, middle. You pick one and that takes you to another branch, another branch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one, it's a lot more flat in the sense that at this person, I could go talk to whoever I want to. And then I could go back, change somebody else and go talk to somebody else, you know. You have a lot more variety, I guess, in how you want to interact with people. So does it feel like there's more more, more video clips available? There's more story to see because you know, of- I don't, uh, it, it seems like it, but I don't know if it's just because of the way it's formatted makes it look that way. Okay. Or, but either way, the perception is reality, right? Yeah. So right. it definitely, I feel like, one, I feel like I'm more playing a game than I have before. In a sense that versus- I'm like, like watching the movie. Watching a movie, yeah. Basically kind of okay. determining a path of a movie. This one, I feel like I'm more of a contributor. You know, like, okay, I'm sitting there because you're basically trying to find out who the murderer is. So you're covering things about the person who died, their past, and then you find all these different people and you have all these different suspects. And you see how people react to each other. Like you could take the form of a particular person and go talk to sure. the, this resident. And all of a sudden, the, yeah, you know they don't like each other. And so you kind of see how that plays out. And so um, it's it's a really interesting, I think it's probably one of the more kind of creative ones. I don't I don't know if it's their best one they've done because they've done some really hot, you know, high level full motion video games here. But this one is definitely keeping me interested. It's very intriguing. I don't see this as a game I would come back and replay over and over again because once you solve it, you kind of solve it, I think. I haven't gotten to the end yet. You just maybe you would see more clips or something, but there's there's one solution, kind of like one yeah, ending. All right. Exactly. Gotcha. So this uh-huh. one, I don't think there's going to be that multiple ending kind of thing. But still, though, I'm having a lot of fun just trying to figure out who's, you know, who's the murderer and why they got murdered and all that fun stuff. And you stuff, got this so. in that bundle of four for $40, yep. so only cost you $10, right? Yep, exactly. And I'm, yeah. I played it for, like, I probably played for a good hour and a half already, and I don't feel like I'm even halfway through it. And it's called The Shape-Shifting Detective. The Shape-Shifting right? Detective. Right, Definitely, cool. I think we're taking a look at it if you like these, especially this style of game. I think I will, yeah. Okay, cool. So how about you, George? I know you got something a little different today. I do. I mean, well, different in one sense, but not in another. So it is a part of our Humble Bundle Alphabet Soup series that I've been going through. I'm up to the letter N mm. in the whole series. And 
for once, I'm actually on a AAA title. This oh, is the only AAA title. <laughs> no, it's not an indie title. It's the only AAA title in the Programmed list in so someone's far. garage or whatever. <laughs> and I'll say it is very, very nice to be back in the land of AAA titles. I have forgotten mm. just how nice it is to play a triple a title sometimes yes they're super expensive and yes they're you know the popular thing that everybody goes at midnight at whatever place to buy or <laughs> online or whatever right yeah. this one since it starts with the letter n is nba 2k20 oh hopefully okay. a lot of okay. game okay. fans out there will yeah. know the 2k series there's you know sure. football there's basketball there's baseball there's mm mma in the series mm -hmm, they have all mm -hmm. different kinds of sports and that's what they're specifically geared around it's kind of like i guess they're the main competitor for ea sports really mm. is the okay. 2k company this nba 2k game it's been really really fun i never really played a lot of the basketball sports video games i mostly mm -hmm. played the football ones or the baseball right, yeah. ones same mm -hmm. yeah and mm -hmm. maybe because i played those sports growing up i played basketball but not uh, i was on a team like as a freshman and that was it so i can't really think how to describe this thing quickly but i'll try so there are several different sections once you're into the game there's a thing called my team then there's a thing called my league then there's a thing where you can buy all these different cards and the cards have different components on them and they look like little trading cards that you would buy at the at the store you know like little mm -hmm. sure trading cards with your favorite team players on them and stuff uh, some of the cards have players on them that once you get their card you now have that players you're able to access that player for your team okay unlock some of them have things like contracts because the players on your team will only play for you for so long in so many games before they say, you know what? I'm a free agent now. And you have to go get a oh. contract card and apply it to them so that they'll continue to play for them. There are cards that give them special shoes that give them special bonus modifiers to their different skill sets. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are cards that unlock different stadiums that you can play in cards that unlock different uniforms that you can wear. And the gambit for players goes everything from classic old school Wilt Chamberlain stuff all the way up to people who were playing in 2019 when this game was released. Oh, now, wow. Now, everything you've talked about so far feels like, like a league manager game, but th there's... On top of all that, or maybe underneath all of that, there's still like, you really get to play basketball too, Yeah, right? I do. And so I've played predominantly in this three versus three mode, which is under the My Team banner. And you get to take your cards and you pick any three team members you want and you go up against three members that the computer assigns randomly uh, so far. I, I'm sure there's an online component to this as well, playing against other people. I just haven't gotten to that part yet because I've been doing this other stuff, trying to build up these tokens that you can use to spend and buy other things that help your team. That's a lot of depth for a basketball game. Well, it's it's a triple A title, right? Yeah. So okay. that's why I would think, you know, they had a team of people putting this game together. It, it's not push start for the tip off. There's a lot more going on to get There's going a lot into more, the game. Although I was able to start playing within probably five minutes of opening the game. So there is... Get okay, so tip off and start playing. Okay, it's both there. Yeah, you can you can go either way, and I think you can still have a good time. There's a five versus five game, of course. There's the three versus three, and there's just a couple of other things where you can try to accomplish certain things on certain days, kind of like our phone app games that they have challenges every day, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This game has that as well. Like try to score this many points against this many this team, or try to get this many wins in this league, or that.
that kind of a thing. So, and you said it, they have the full historical roster you could pull from. I, I can't tell you that they have every single player ever, but they sure have a lot. So, okay, like Doctor J, could you pull him? Oh and... yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, absolutely. Any any player of note, you can absolutely play. Oh, that'd be kind of fun though. Make a perfect dream team, I guess, if you wanted to, couldn't you? Well, and that's what you're. That's one of the game modes is you can try and put together these dream teams and play against other dream teams. Like oh, I yeah. really want to put together the '85 Celtics again and play with them because that's the Larry <laughs> Bird, Bird, Kevin yeah. McHale, Robert Parrish, those yep, guys. Yep, I yep. really, you know, Danny Ainge, Dennis Johnson, I was a big fan of that team. So I would really like to play one of those teams from that era, maybe play them against the Lakers of the same era, or maybe or the, the Chicago Bulls who didn't sure. come around until a number of years later. That would be a yeah. lot of fun. Cool. But it's a, it's a great game. I can't recommend it enough, except for the fact that it's super expensive, even though the 2K21 <laughs> oh, game yeah. just came out like a few weeks ago. It's still, yeah. It, it's still very expensive. How does this fit into your whole pricing model now <laughs> oh yeah lest we forget you didn't pay top dollar for it. i did not pay top dollar for this no and as a matter of fact up until yesterday nobody else needed to pay top dollar for it either it was on sale for 95 percent off until yesterday wow it was oh, like no four dollars <laughs> and now it's back to its original current price of 59.99 wow yeah they're still super proud of this game and for good reason it's a good game I bought it in the Humble Fight for Racial Justice bundle, which you can imagine that came out right around the time of George Floyd. Right. And a lot of video game companies were getting together to try and raise money for awareness rights groups and things like that. So I paid the full price for that Humble bundle, which was $30. However, let me tell you, a Humble bundle came through on that package. There were 92 items (laughs) (laughs) in the Humble Fight for Racial Justice bundle. Every major company came together and put something in this. Being that it had 92 items, that means every individual item cost me 33 cents. So I got NBA 2K20 essentially for 33 cents. I haven't even begun to play the other 91 things that are a part of that bundle yet, but (laughs) that'll be a whole nother list. We can do this now. Right. Forever. Now we're going to do reverse alphabetical order. Right. If that's the only thing you had ever played, you got that for half price, right? I did. You just the 30 bucks is $60 mm-hmm. title. Wow. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. It brings my um, total savings to, let me see, $224.64 I've saved now. Yeah. Thanks to Humble Bundle on these individual game prices. I mean. That's so cool. It's, yeah. <laughs> You're in hell of an advocate, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, unlike Creality, they actually deliver, so. Oh. <laughs> you, had to put, you had to find a way to put that in there, but I don't blame I'm you. Going I don't blame to, you. Yeah. All right. Now, we've been doing a giveaway every uh, after every entry of one of these, and uh, yes. you have a giveaway for this one, don't you? What game do you have to give away? Well, we actually have a Steam key for NBA 2K20. This is one the of the first games times that, yeah, awesome. where we've released a Steam key for the game that we're talking about. I think if if you're into sports video games at all, this is a Steam key that you need to write in for. And I think the subject, because he's my favorite player of all time, the subject needs to be Larry Bird for the email. So write into podcast at genxgrownup.com with the subject Larry Bird. Larry Bird. If you're the first one, you're going to get a Steam key for a $60 sports game. 2K basketball game. 2K20. Nice. All right. Sweet, George. John, that's what I've been playing. I've ran off at the mouth a little bit about that. (laughs) What about you? What have you been playing? Just looking for a new title. I'm always kind of looking for indie style games. And Steam by now kind of has my profile. You know, Mm -hmm. games you might be interested in based on, you know, criteria and genre and stuff. Sucker. Yeah. Well, they're right. (laughs) Invariably, they're right. (laughs) 
So I found a new game that I've been playing called Ape Out. Ape Out. Like a gorilla. A-P-E. Okay. Out. Oh, okay. Ape Out. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, came out early 2019. I guess I would qualify it as like a kind of an action game, kind of a puzzle, action puzzler combo game, sort of. The art style is incredibly simplistic, but not dumbed down, just simplistic for design's sake. And everything is top down. So from extreme tops, almost like the walls in this building are about 40 feet tall. So it's very perspective based. So you're looking down in this building and you are a gorilla, this ape who was captured. And the very beginning of the game, you bust out of your cage. But as a gorilla, all you're seeing is the outline of your gorilla, just this kind of brownish orange ape top down. And you're trying to escape a compound full of bad guys, many of them with guns or bombs or whatever. They're trying to stop me. And all along where you're playing this game, game, there's this almost like a like a 70s kind of hipster kind of this kind of drum beat kind of rhythm going. <laughs> and every time you attack somebody or hit them, there's like a ching, there's like a, a cymbal crash or this. It's almost like you're making the music as you play the game. And because it's very simplistic, remember we talked about Carrion, how it was very bitmappy and it made the gore right. kind of like not so jarring. Well, when you kill a guy or you smash him into the wall as a gorilla, there's a splatter of blood on the wall and on the floors and your footprint walking through it, but it's just a flat color. There's no shading or anything to it. It's just a spatter or if somebody blows something up and it's very progressive. You make it through this section of the, the building and then later you get guys that have armor, of course, that you have to fight. Or you can also grab guys as a gorilla and they're shooting for you. Like you're holding the guy and he's got the gun aimed forward and you can shoot other guys with a guy, like using him as a human shield. <laughs> but the whole idea of this music game, like the music doesn't matter so much. You're not trying to build, not, it's not Guitar Hero. You're not trying to hit the notes at the right time, but you're creating this very frenetic music piece as you play the game. And then if you ever die, which you will eventually because guys get you, they pull way out on the map and they show you the path that you took all the way through it until where you died. So you can kind of replan your next attack and work your way through it. And as an indie game that only cost about 15 bucks, which I actually went to, I went to, is there any deal? A great site we enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And I found it for eight bucks. Nice. And I've already probably played it for four or five hours and I don't think I'm anywhere near the end. I know later you can unlock other animals that will attack the people for you and stuff. Having gotten to that part as a novel way to play a level-based game and you get that, you know, we've talked about Mo before, you know, sometimes you just want to shoot fools in the face. Just one of that, get the aggression games <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. What better way to be this almost unstoppable ape rampaging through a building and killing these bad guys that are trying to shoot my monkey, right? Why would you not want to do that? So Ape Out is a pretty neat little title. That sounds cool. I have to check oh, that one yeah. out. Absolutely. I mean, once I get through the 91 other games that I just got out of the <laughs> other last games Humble, from Bundle your Humble Bundle, bought, right. I'll probably check this one out too. It'll All probably right. be <laughs> in a Humble Bundle by then. <laughs> it, it, odds are it will be. Yep. From Newport News to Newport Beach, from the Australian Outback to Abilene, more men face the day with Gillette Good News than any other disposable razor. Because Gillette Twin Blades shave better than one. And for men all over the world, the name Gillette stands for shaving. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. 
Before we head out, we like to take a second here toward the end to talk about the things we're looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. I mean, luckily, the, the floodgates are kind of opening a bit. It's not so hard to find things. I see things mm-hmm. going back into production and things being available. For my part, I'm looking forward to season 11 of Archer, the animated wow. raunchy comedy that's on FX. Have you guys seen any of this? Do you yeah, watch Archer? I'm, I'm confused yeah. though. I thought they had like a final season, like three seasons I did ago. too. Yeah, yeah they, they did. And then they didn't. I mean, in this day and age... <laughs> <laughs> well, so Archer used to be on FX and then it moved right. to FX plus and now it's moving to FXX, like a what subsidiary Wait, what, of FX. Well, FFX? Was it? I don't know. It's just another sub sliver of the network. It's I think. the I don't extreme know. of the extreme <laughs> of Fox. Super <laughs> FX. I don't know. But yeah, I thought it was over a couple of seasons ago. And then last season they did Archer 1999, which was yeah. all, they basically take all the characters and kind of put them in different, recast yeah. them almost like anthology series. It's so irreverent and so raunchy and so inappropriate. Oh, it. And it's great. It's got H. John Benjamin in it, Judy Greer, Chris Parnell, so many mm-hmm. great talents in it. And so the season 11 is coming out right around the corner on September 16th. I think the first two episodes are going to drop on the first day and then, and then it's episodic after that. But yeah, can't wait to see some more Archer. That's a great series. Yeah, it is. It's Mo, great. how about you? What are you looking forward so, to? I'm a, this is like one of these odd little shows that Netflix is putting out that it looks interesting. I'm not sure if it's going to be or not, but we'll see. It's called Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Huh. What? Yeah. what are they, like Jurassic World for kids? They're going to have the kids being attacked by smaller dinosaurs or something? Well, it's a animated show, first off, right? Uh, oh, okay. Okay, okay so right. it comes out September 18th, and basically it's about a bunch of kids that were at Jurassic World at the time of the movie, but they were on the other side of the island, like on a field ex- excursion or something like that. So they're there when things go go to hell right but they and then they're left at behind, the park essentially they get oh. left behind. oh no <laughs> <laughs> that's, nobody that's knew from the thing cartoon lord of the flies in a jurassic park <laughs> right that's awesome. yep. I, I don't yep. know where it's gonna go i don't know what it's gonna be about or anything but it sounded interesting enough for me to want to see the first episode <laughs> so but yeah so i'm definitely looking forward to that it's gonna be coming out on netflix on september 18th and again i know yeah, uh, but, pretty much what i told you is all i know about it the thing about streaming platforms is isn't it cool that this is not a series or miniseries or whatever that a major network would ever have taken on oh, in the never, 90s. Never. We're able to like explore like like the Mandalorian and now mm-hmm. this Jurassic World thing and I well there's a Dune miniseries coming out right for the upcoming yeah. Dune movie. Mm-hmm. These yep, streaming yep. networks are looking for known content and if we can't own the movie can we like do a splinter series about it and it expands the world. Like what a cool yeah. side effect, you know, happy side effect of the streaming revolution that we get these cool things. That's, oh, I know. I mean, there's a lot oh, of duds too. Oh yeah, but, sure. But, but they make up, I think the good make up for the duds. So that's fine. So it's, it's definitely a good That's time. interesting. All right. Jurassic yeah. World Camp Cretaceous. Th- and animated too. I'm going to check It's animated. Out. Yeah. All right. George, how about you? What are you looking forward to, my friend? You know, I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. I'm hoping that it'll come in between now and the next podcast, but I'm looking forward to my Creality SE6 3D printer. Motherfuckers. God. Oh my God. Uh, We're gonna hear, this is going to be his looking forward every show until, until he gets, I yeah. get it. He's not giving it up. <laughs> yep. I wasn't going to say anything about this thing until you two brought it up earlier in the podcast, but from now on, just pencil this in as my looking forward to until Understood. that damn thing comes Understood. in. Oh, I hope you get it right away. I hope I it's do, coming fast. I hope you get it. <laughs> I do. Because I, I think once you get it and you start using it a couple times, the the bad memories will fade and you'll yeah, this just not enjoy helping it. Any. It's, It'll, it's not helping. It's just, just like, just, you're like my wife now. right now. It's not getting like better. She, she's like says something rude to me and then she tries to make it f- sound better by saying something else that's slightly less rude to me. And I'm like, you know, this is not helping, right? It's not helping. No. Okay. All it's right. Not, it's not winning right. the argument. 
for you. Mo, let's just cut it off there. Yeah, that's stop all. Quick. No more about the printer. Let's let it go. Although it is cool. <laughs> nice. I drink milk. Because I ask a lot of my body. Milk has things my body needs. Calcium, riboflavin, zinc, powerful nutrition without a lot of calories. And even if you don't expect your body to do 100 meters in 50 flat, think about all you do expect it to do. Milk, it does a body good. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is just about going to put a bow on episode 80 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. Oh, 80. Yeah, 80, go. right? 80. <laughs> Before we go, I always like to take a moment here toward the end to give our gratitude to the patrons who support us financially over on Patreon. Oh, yeah. Take a few bucks out of their pocket every month to make sure we have the motivation and the finances to uh, continue <laughs> to do what we do. And I want to thank each and every one of you. Stubaka, Thomas, Mark, Agile, Shelby, David, Slowmo, Stu Monkey, Greg Z, Tony, Jonathan H, Travis, Stian, Arlem, Greg L, Levi, Lee, Marcus, Adam, Jason, Blasted, or Stash, or Chad, Sean, Dana, Davis, Chet, Ben, Matt, Dan, T2, and Mike C. Woo! Well done. Yeah, Mike C, of which I want to point out, of our bonus content sometimes over on Patreon, folks have an opportunity to leave a message there. Uh, and they had one here. I haven't often read them here, but I wanted to read this one. It was a very nice comment that Mike posted onto one of our vlog posts where we kind of, we share with our backers, you know, what are we doing? What's going, what's coming up next with Gen X growing up? Uh, and Mike C wrote, you know, there are so many things recently that have changed drastically for so many people. You, George, and Mo consistently release podcasts, providing some normalcy for many of us. The podcast and YouTube channel is something that I do not want to see go away because the state of the world and country right now keep up the great work. Oh, man. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. That's it. The feeling wow. is mutual. We appreciate you. We appreciate that what we're doing is giving you some normalcy that just is it says it's I don't know how to say it. It's it means the world to us. Yeah, so, that's that's awesome. Thank you. And if you like Mike C would like to make sure that we continue to do what we're doing and help us out, would like to join us on Patreon. Mo, would you tell the fourth listeners how they can get that done? Oh, yeah, it's it's really easy. All you got to do is go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. It'll take mm -hmm. you right to the site. You get to pick whatever level you're comfortable with to give us every month. And the more you give, then we have things like different outtake videos of us being embarrassed and doing stupid shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> we have like some additional content that we just don't put anyplace else. Stuff that hits the cutting room floor, vlogs, yeah, all kinds of stuff. We have swag. We got we have oh, all yeah. sorts of stuff through the pain level. But of course, you know, I know these times are kind of rough for a lot of people. So whatever mm. you can give, we always appreciate. And any support we get is always just keeps lighting the fire and just keeps us going. Yeah, well said. Awesome. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of the show. We'll be back in two weeks with a regular show, but next week is our backtrack where we pick that single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. George, you want to tell the fourth listeners what's coming their way next week? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Monster trucks? <laughs> no, is it? but we are diving into something just as awesome. We're diving into the world of big guns, big muscles, and bigger explosions. 
explosions when we talk about Gen X era action heroes. All of your favorites from <laughs> your big alien sci-fi. I'm going up against 500 terrorists who have taken over Nakatomi Tower. We are going to talk about all of that stuff next week. Do not miss it. What a great Woo. Christmas film that was, too. Anyway, it was. <laughs> and, it, and it was a Christmas film. I well, totally I'm sure agree. we'll talk about that, too. You don't want to miss that one. Hope you'll join us for that. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. Fourth listeners, it's you we appreciate most of all, though, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Okay, number 80. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. We got to do something for our 100th. We will. We'll do the 100th. <laughs> no, we got to push up I know what you mean. But yeah, season 11 wow. is right around the corner. It's uh, a smart guy would have known the date and put that in the fucking card. Shit. Hold on. <laughs> I put the date. I, I said a smart guy, not you. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I know you a, did it. <laughs> I don't have a date for mine. That's okay. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Take a peek at the promo. I thought it would be not kind to make George read the printer part, so I'll give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I admit that did cross my mind. I read it differently. I can tell you that. Yes. There's a bit of different motivation. <laughs> <laughs> What's motivating you here? <laughs> oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.